Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Basement Bros Podcast here, where it is me, myself, Audacity, or Cody. I'm joined by Hebrewski Hammer, or Hebrew Hammer, or also known as Kyle. But welcome to a new podcast here, where if some of you have come over from the Friend Zone podcast when we post a video letting you guys, or post this link to this podcast in there, showing you guys we have a new podcast, we're going to be talking a little bit here at the beginning, letting you guys know about this new podcast here. So, like I said before, we were part of an older podcast known as a friend zone podcast. And if you haven't noticed already, Connor is missing from this right here. So it's just me and Kyle. And so going along a little bit with that, uh, so me and Kyle have actually moved in together, uh, bought a house and Kyle's my roommate now. And so going along with that, we were going to do the podcast in person here coming soon, but Connor said that he does not have enough time to do that. So it's just gonna be me and him. So Instead of me just rambling on here, I'm going to let Kyle take it over and have him talk a little bit about what's going to be coming up with this podcast and what we're going to be talking about. Uh, yeah, so uh, just a few things. Don't want to like ramble on here, but um, we're probably going to stray away, especially with this podcast, uh, from the political side of things. I know in our previous podcast, we did talk a lot about that, and it kind of frankly got overrun by i mean that was mainly what we were talking about every single uh episode so this podcast we're going to be a little bit more lighthearted, uh upbeat and we're going to try to stray away um from the political side of things and yeah what i mean a lot of the stuff still going to be talking a lot of the same things star wars marvel video games sports just every day occurrences stories i mean it's going to be about the same just minus the political side and but yeah with i mean without further ado get into this thing Here. yeah so like you said uh most of the stuff that is gonna be sort of similar to what we did on the friend zone but we've decided a like you said no politics we're gonna branch out from that like we're gonna be doing stuff like I'm going to hit Kyle with, like, in the future, be like, oh, what is your top five video games of all time? Or if you had to rank these, like, five things in order from uh, best to lead, or to worst, what would they be? Sort of, like, stuff like that. I've seen numerous upon numerous of uh, other people that do podcasts on I figured, let's implement that ourselves into what we do, like, with this uh, podcast, and put our own little twist on it. So stay tuned for stuff like that. Um, so it's not going to be identical to the Friend Zone podcast, like he said. But yeah, further ado, we're going to go to, and the, one of the first things that we're going to be talking here on this podcast, what a surprise, a surprise, is Star Wars. So if you guys don't know, pretty big into Star Wars we are, especially me, I can't tell behind me, uh, the, with the Funkos, um, the lightsabers, the Legos, yeah, so um, we're going to be talking about, we're going to wait for, so we did go see uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, so we're going to push that back to next week's episode, just so more people can actually see it, and we're not going to be doing a spoiler reaction. spoilers, Yes, because yeah. I really want to dive, de uh, dive deep into that, but so we're going to wait for that. But anyway, we're going to talk about Mandalorian Season 3 to start it off here, and then Ahsoka leading off, because that comes out in August, I do believe, is what it is. Mm-hmm, yep. All right, Kyle, so before we go into mandalorian season three and talking about it i want you yourself right now to rank the seasons of uh the mandalorian in order from best to worst okay sorry my that's it yeah it was over oh you're good all right so 
rank Mandalorian seasons from best to worst. Mm, best to worst. So out of the three seasons, uh, um, I mean, at the end of uh, was it season? Mm, yeah, season two where uh luke comes in and they uh, you know hand uh grogu off um i thought that season was really was really well put together um i I mean the first season don't get me wrong it's really good uh but i mean a lot of it's storytelling a lot of it's kind of getting the landscape of things i mean for those who know star wars like obviously you pretty much knew a lot of background on the mandalorians especially if you've seen clone wars and mm-hmm. uh and whatnot but i would say season two i would say season two season one and then season three for me that's my that's my ranking of it i mean yeah because like a season two like you said you got the whole thing um with uh luke and then you have the big so basically with that as well with season two you have the intertwinedness of where boba fett comes into play so that leads in there into the book of Boba Fett. So that sort of intertwines them together as a whole to where, like, in the book of Boba Fett, you legit have, like, two episodes that are just solely, like, Mandalorian is what they mm-hmm. are. But, yeah, I 100% agree with that. So, um, let's see. I'd say, yeah, season two, just based on the fact of Luke in that as well, even though I will say that in season, what was it, is it yeah, season three, they did uh, Luke's CGI way better. Yeah. Or, or it was Boba Fett. I think it was Boba Fett, actually. It was one of the two. But anyway, he, they did CGI better in that. It's because they got somebody actually that sort of knew what he was doing with uh, Luke. Um, I would say that. Um, let's see. Season one, it, like you said, it was basically the, laying the foundation for this whole arc of what we're going to have, what we had, basically. Um, I'd say season two, yeah, then season one, because I'd say season one was did a pretty good job, but that, and then season three, there's just some episodes in there where, I hate to say it, but like with season three, the episode where you have um, Jack Black and Lizzo, you could have legit just taken the five minutes where they go and do the combat scene with the Mandalorian, uh, with the captain that's in place, he's in charge, do that fight scene there. And just cut out everything else. Yeah, it was cool. You got three uh, little cameos in there for people, but it really didn't matter. Like I hate to say it, but you could have yeah. cut and you could have cut that forty minutes out, and you could have added something cool into it. But I totally agree. Like, um, especially like you have really good actors in Jack Black and Christopher Lloyd, but I, I really don't think. I mean. I think this might have been her first time acting and it's no like shade to her or anything but like it felt like out of place um that you know jack black and christopher lloyd know their way around a set they know like you know acting wise like you actually believed it but it kind of um with like some of the acting it just didn't seem i don't know it just kind of seemed out of place and it was a little goofy which you don't mind having a little bit of goofy here and there but like the whole and a whole episode dedicated to it it's i don't know i mean it's whatever it's cool to see, you know see that they're giving cameos like they did uh with bill burr in season two but the thing with bill burr he's a well-known stand-up comedian 
Um, he's done a little bit of acting before. He did acting in uh, Breaking Bad um, as well, and like you just totally believed it, you know. Uh, in season two, like if I had never seen Bill Burr do any stand up or do anything like comedy wise, I'd have been like, oh, that's how I was. I really didn't watch. It was a natural. I didn't watch much of comedy uh, before. I've only watched because of seeing it with you on TV, but <clears throat> seeing that and that it was it's actually his character had value. Like mm-hmm. he, uh, this character progressed. It wasn't just a one time cameo thing. His his character actually had meaning, and it went on into uh, what was it? Second season, yeah, because he mm-hmm. was in yeah. he, he was in the first season as well. Um, and then he pushed on into the second season, and then after they uh, got the plans from Moff or they found where Moff Gideon was, they basically let him go. So, but if like Jack Black and Lizzo were gonna make a return, maybe in another season, then yeah, then but if not, then I'd say 10, 15 minutes. Don't do all but five minutes of a uh, episode on it, especially when they're only grant, they only have eight episodes a season. So you basically wasted an entire episode just trying to get a cameo in when just have them like passing by, like, like, what was it? So if you look at one of the scenes in the, where they're at the bar there for the, uh, for the new uh, Republic, you can see all of the uh, actors or the directors sitting at the bar. Just do something like that there for him or just do a little like where they like say like two or three lines and then move on i don't know something like that i mean they and the only use was that um you know the mandalorians were in their fleet were on the outs- outskirts of the town protecting yeah and they like i don't know it didn't it, it didn't make much sense but i mean other than that season three wasn't bad um I think they could have dealt with Moff Gideon a little bit better. I don't, I mean, I agree with Connor. Connor said this yesterday, but um, like Moff Gideon, like dying or not, or fake dying, like he had the new armor. So, and it, you know, it's more resistant, but is it like as resistant than a whole, you know, uh, a ship coming down and exploding on him like is he if he survives that it's gonna kind of remind me of like glenn from the walking dead uh i don't know if for any of you that guys that watch but he like fell into a big horde of zombies um every single character ever has died to shit like that and then the next season he comes up and he's alive because a lot of this third season you don't even see gideon like we knew that he was uh still alive and like the breakout like they built it up 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 just for like it would have been cool to see like the clones that he was making of himself like actually like do something with that or incorporate it but like they they built it up built it up built it up and it was kind of it's kind of underwhelming it was because like if anything i feel like it'd been cool if like you saw like the second batch of clones like there and he actually had his first batch that sort of battled against because the only thing that he they didn't have was the force from Grogu that they needed. So I feel like the clones still could have been an option or if anything with the whole fight scene there, like after the dark is destroyed, like do something with the fact that have an all out battle where they start like beating the living shit out of one another. And then it gets down to the point where like, they're like both like almost dead. And then like, what was it? Have like uh Dinjarin, 
taking a Bo-Katan out of there, Groku doing something. Sort of like what he did, but have it progress a little bit later to where, yeah, he's almost, Moff Gideon's like on his final breath. Then the ship comes down. Then you get the satisfaction of that. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, with season four, like, are they, is he going to come back? Like, I felt like they're just, I don't know. I, I either would have liked him to be completely alive and like something diabolical he's doing something diabolical and like he gets away and there's like a balance but or he's dead and like he's you know he's dead like yeah that this they're kind of doing the thing where like well we don't know what to do with this story so we're kind of just gonna leave it up and you know we'll deal with it later type of thing mm-hmm. one thing i you mean really cool actually would happen so moff gideon beats the living shit out of uh Dinjarin and Bo-Katan and then Grogu just crushes his armor and just yeets him off the cliff. Oh yeah. Uh, Do something like that. Yeah. That's another thing. Like Grogu, um, even when he was in the room with all the, uh, like soldiers, he didn't do anything. He just ran. He just jumped. He He ran and jumped. They built that, uh, IG-11, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Like suit form and everything. And like that just... That's also something about that se- the this season that I wasn't like I thought they were like IG11 was going to come back um you know they didn't end up and then the suit really did the only thing the suit really did was make a f- couple funny hahas with like the yes and the no 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 that, no yeah which was funny don't get me wrong I was <laughs> laughing I enjoyed it but like I feel like Grogu sooner or later he's got a He's got to do some stuff. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he throws back Gideon for, like, a second. Like, he does that, the... blocks the fire, but in terms of him doing a whole hell of a lot, like, there really wasn't much he did. Like, mm-hmm. in the past two seasons, like, he's actually, like, done some stuff with the Force, and you think as he progresses on, and he had training with Luke, because they say that, like, when he trained with Luke, it was for, like, a year period or something like that. Like, it was actually progressed while... In the season, it made it feel like it was like a couple weeks, but I'm pretty sure if I looked it up, it said it was a couple. It was like a year or so. But yeah, I don't know. I feel I like mean, oh, there you go. Yeah, um, and like those were like some of the things that like personally, probably both of us had gripes with, or not necessarily gripes, but like it could have gone better but like there were some good things about the season like don't get me wrong like the mythosaur like when finding out that it's not a myth and it's actually real you know, it's real and, and it's alive alive and you know i liked a lot of what they did with that i like a lot of what they did with bo-katan too throughout the season and uh like character development and whatnot um and i don't i'm pretty sure i told you but you know they like they dabbled in they did a couple like scenes where like there was a romantic relationship between Dinjar and yeah and uh Bo-Katan and honestly like I thought it was there like they probably could have done it and it wouldn't have been mm-hmm. bad but so I think one of the things that I'll say that came out of this was one of the best final stands in Star Wars like this is going back to uh what was it uh what's I forget the um Coruscant guard for uh, clones command commander when he had that final scene in the Clone Wars like the like when um what is it Vizsla's final stand compares to that final stand mm-hmm. like he was just kicking ass and 
I hate to say it, but the guards that guard uh, uh, what was it, Snoke in the future, I, I like he didn't even get one. I was hoping watching that scene, he was gonna at least knock one out, or if anything, I could have. I thought I was gonna go that way, or he was gonna somehow manage to kill them all, and then uh, he was actually gonna pass himself. But I still think that is a badass uh, final uh, stand. Oh yeah, I I really enjoyed that. That was. It was fun to watch. It was, um, you know, a lot with like Bad Batch as of recent with, uh, um, with Tech. Mm-hmm. You know, it 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 was kind of like those were not paralleled. I feel like Tex was a little bit more emotional just because you know you character with him since Clone Wars. There's a lot yeah. more emotional attachment to it. Basically, but three seasons. I feel, yeah. Um, I think that the, um, for as little of a time as, you know, Vizsla was there, um, you know, with, you know, with his son, like they, they did a lot with him and it was, it was really fitting, I feel for the character, you know, he's been like, he started off selfish and, you know, ignorant and like, you know, we're not going to let these people in and, blah, 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 blah. and then, you know, he gets that, that redemption arc. It was really good. I feel like character development wise. No, I'll, I'll agree with you on that completely. Like the fact of he was actually, he's one of the very few characters like in terms of the Mandalorians from season one. Well, cause he was a part of the underground um, society they had that survived. Cause well, he was at least one of the notable ones. Well, cause he like fully, stands out just because of the fact of how massive he is and the fact he's carrying around a freaking lmg but <laughs> yeah, yeah I, i'd say that that's one of the probably the highlights uh of uh the season was his final stand there that and then one of the things i'm always curious about is so the fact of the matter that mandalore in terms of being ruled by uh to get united together as one was based around this arc of the Darksaber, whoever wields the Darksaber can unite Mandalore and rule Mandalore. Well, now the Darksaber is completely destroyed. And basically, there's only one person who, if anything, could make a Darksaber, which would be Grogu, but I don't think they're going to lead him in that direction. So basically, my thing that I'm thinking about now, I don't know what you think on this, Kyle, is where is that going to lead now for them uniting Mandalore as one? Because now their basic belief for thousands of years was the Darksaber has now been completely demolished and so how are they going to go forward with that now that they don't have their whole stone thing that sets them in place mm-hmm. um and i think they they kind of hinted at it um with the armorer you know she was talking to both uh both clan or you know both sides of mandalore and like you know she can take her helmet on and off like bo-katan mm-hmm. um like you know she's walked both she ways. can walk walk both ways and be the uniting force so i think symbolically they're almost replacing the dark saber with bo-katan I, in my eyes is yes what, I, what i've kind of seen from it um but yeah i'd like to i'd like to see moving forward uh, you know how Mandalore, it, you know, is taken back, revamped, restarted, basically from ground civilization. You know, they mm-hmm. still have 
uh, the ground works and stuff there. But there, I mean, there's going to be a lot of work to do, uh, Bo Katan. Yeah, because so. uh, let's see, because from the Clone Wars, when it got destroyed after the whole, after Maul was taken out of power, she sort of built it up. But the problem with that was, was right as the Empire was starting, so they get wiped out from that. She's lived it before with it failing, so it's going to be interesting what's going to be differently about this. But I am hoping that, so they've talked about it um, on branching out. Like they're at the point with Dinjarin and the Mandalore or like Mandalorian to where they can, they, they have the, they're at a perfect spot right here to where they can branch out from this to where you can get, well, if you wanted to, you could go to a side of the new Republic and uh, like the pilots in the outer rim. You could take them on that standpoint, or you could just do the Mandalorian or like Dinjarin. You can also go to the fact that you can just do Mandalore as a series where it talks about the rebuilding of Mandalore and what uh, they're going to be facing here. Because, um, A, I don't know if... Because they talked a little bit about the pilot, like, explaining, like, glad that we got this mix-up uh, kaput with the fact that they thought it was the Mandalorians who attacked the shuttle. The pilot said that. But is the whole New Republic going to think that? Like, they're going to be like, oh, we're all good there. And the, Republic's gonna be, the New Republic's going to be coming after them. Who knows there? And you also have the fact that you got the spy on the inside. What's she going to do? But I feel like it's, it, 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 it's at a good point, I feel, in terms of story-wise. But I don't know. I, I just really am interested in seeing where they're going to take this in uh, Season 4 and how long they're going to progress it. Because I don't want it to turn into um, like The Walking Dead where they just keep extending and extending and extending it. Get to just a point. Dra get dragging it on. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just. I'd feel. Sorry, you go. Five seasons at max. Oh yeah. And you know, there's. We've seen it before with like other shows, obviously with like Clone Wars, and like you know they take the Bad Batch and they make their own show, uh, out of that. Like maybe wrapping up the Mandalorian series itself, even maybe. Uh, I mean, they still have a lot, of, a lot of things to do. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it in a fourth season. But yeah, I definitely don't want to see it dragged on just for the sake of dragging on. Um, yeah, like you said, The Walking Dead. Um, there's a lot of other shows that did it, but like, once the story's over for certain characters, like I feel like they should end it there. And I mean, when we were talking about it earlier with Grogu, like you know, still being this innocent um, little like not doing a, a whole lot like he does a lot don't get me wrong with the with the force and whatnot but like sooner or later you know i know a lot of people like you know baby yoda and whatnot and they you know they want to keep that on because that's probably uh a lot of what like ratings uh we're probably getting out of them i hope disney uh does not step in and try to take that route and just extend it on just for the baby money yoda's sake money, yeah, yeah. You know, for storyline sake, and you know, mm -hmm. to keep the Star Wars legacy up, they had a, a great thing going with the Mandalorian. It's probably one of the, one of the better shows that you know they've came out with. Um, I would hate for them to kind of taint that. So yeah, yeah. As long as they don't uh, push forward too much with it, as long as they don't, I'd say you you leave it up to Favreau and um, Filoni in terms of. 
let them do their thing. Let's about to say between those two right there, they know what they're talking about when it comes to Star Wars. As long as Disney themselves be like, oh, you should do this, you should do that, or it, it's sort of like in um, uh, Ford versus Ferrari. So uh, they got Shelby. Uh, so I don't know if you've seen this, but I'm gonna explain a little bit. They got Shelby, who is in charge of the racing program, like in terms of he's the mastermind behind like this. But then you got Ford, and you got his uh, little guy there. Um, who is basically like next in line for it and that he was appointed charge and he basically didn't give a shit about the program just wanted to make Ford look better and look uh, and basically make himself look better so he, when he gets a chance to step up to the plate he does so basically what that will that what he does is he would there's a point in there where uh, Ken Miles was basically going to uh, win it and have like an all-time like the one of the best like fastest lap records and whatnot but the guy that sat in second in command was like hey have him do this and so basically he jeopardized him winning basically to make them like them look good as a whole so basically that's what i feel like they're gonna do so as long as disney doesn't make it out to where like this is better for themselves like disney as a whole rather than star wars i don't know but I feel like Star Wars just needs to be how it is. Don't try to don't be bring... Activision. Yes. <laughs> don't make don't... it all about this. Yeah, the money will come. Don't worry. Star Wars uh, fans yeah. have been loyal for many years. Like I'm pretty. I I, I need to. I don't want to look it up actually. See how much growth, um, Return of the Jedi went up because oh, of yeah. this. It's and it. I mean, it came out in '83. And it's mm -hmm. 2023. That's, you know, 40, 40 years. You're, for those who are going to see this movie, yeah, you've got a lot of people who went and saw it back then or have seen it since. But, like, for some people, for some news, like, people probably that weren't even Star Wars people that went and saw it, like, they're now Star Wars, like, probably Star Wars fans. I would be. If that was the first movie I had had seen, I'm like, you know, that was pretty, that was pretty good. Um, they're probably... You know they're probably going to get a whole new uh, set of people that are going to come to Star Wars. I think that's probably a lot of what Disney has done like well is that they've been able to attract more and more people uh, to Star Wars that weren't originally Star Wars fans just from the original, uh, the original three, and then like the prequels, and then uh, Clone Wars and Rebels and whatnot. I feel they're they're going in the right direction. They're expanding. Um, they're s still sticking true to uh, what Star Wars is, and I hope they don't get away from that. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I think I think what what they've done is that you know obviously money helps in any situation. Like we were saying yesterday, um, you know Star Star Wars content in general that you're getting stuff uh, to two shows and a movie like each year uh now compared to like back then you just had to wait a couple years for a movie to come out or clone wars and like there wasn't that much content so just the the amount of content that they're bringing up now is it's only gonna help yeah so uh yeah don't get me wrong like some people um are thinking like disney is the reason why like these movies like star wars movies have been like I mean, it's great, but like you said, like 
with this now you might get some like they're, they're putting more quantity in it yes quality is better than quantity but hey i'd say we've had some really good stuff that's come from this like like you want to talk about the fact that like oh my god all these movies that disney has put out from star wars suck think of rogue one i've seen so many lists where rogue one is like in people's top five it's honestly if they're in my top five oh yeah same here um rise of skywalker isn't bad um the um let's see the force awakens eh. um but there's honestly um not they're not bad so uh i mean and then you come to the shows like the last season that they put out of the clone wars was pretty good bad batch has been pretty good mandalorian has been pretty good and almost perfect in some aspects um book of boba fett has they have those little kid tv shows where i'm like iffy on but then we also have ahsoka coming up here so like just picture it this way like if you look back to when uh one one two and three came out then we had a little bit of a grace period there for like a few years then they came out with clone wars and then they actually had to cut that down because of disney or like because lucas films didn't have as much money and then as soon as disney buys it they're immediately getting ready to push in for the last season of that and then pushing on so it's honestly a good thing for star wars for those of us who are really into star wars it has been a blessing. Many people think it's a curse, but no. Like I look, people. Everybody wants to point out the negatives, but they don't want to point out the positives that Disney has actually impacted with Star Wars. Hundred percent. And it, it's the same with Marvel. A hundred percent. I think that what Disney has done, like they not only do they have a lot, uh, like a lot more content, but they're switching away just from the both Marvel and uh, Star Wars going away just from the movie standpoint and they're incorporating shows and i think that both they disney has proven that a show can be just as extremely good. extremely effective if not more effective especially you get more more time to explain uh you know char have character development explain origin stories um you know a lot of it just lays out the map of the star wars universe and the mcu in general mm -hmm. um i think the the t like the tv show format has been awesome so yeah there's definitely benefits like f people don't want to point it out but that's that's huge it is and it's since they've started this it's been hasn't stopped like you think that they're running out of ideas but they're not like like i said like we've had let's see past three years uh we've had a season of uh mandalorian and then before that there was the uh, clone wars and then they added in another one with uh boba fett and then like with this mandalorian ended this year we like we had mandalorian and bad batch going on at the same time which i honestly wish they would have uh not intertwined them and they would have done like mandalorian up till this date and then bad batch all the way like try to spread them out to where like you're getting star wars star wars star wars instead of like intertwining it because now we're done and the next thing that we see for star wars content is not till august with ahsoka mm -hmm. so yeah i think that's gonna be pretty cool because if I, I know you didn't watch rebels but for those who watch rebels thrawn that and then if you go back to looking at the lore behind it thrawn is an absolute badass like you get some mention of him in uh mandalorian season three which was one of the things that I am, am disappointed in that Connor also pointed out was they kept talking about Thrawn 
and I was really hoping there that like they're gonna do like an ending cutscene at the end of um, the last episode, having it showing Thrawn just like sitting in his uh, a chair or having him just on the command bridge of his ship, just thinking like looking out into space. Like, because they already confirmed him from the trailer, but it'd been cool if they would have linked those together. But for those of you, like I said, of you that watched uh, Rebels, um, I could point out at least, let's see, because you got Zeb, which was in Mandalorian. Um, you got Ezra, Hera, Chopper, and uh, Sabine have all been confirmed in Ahsoka, which is amazing because it's very cool that they're starting to take characters from like the animated TV shows and actually making them live action. Because mm -hmm. uh, it started with, uh, I think it was Ahsoka. She yeah, went... I'm pretty sure Ahsoka was she... the first, first one, one. Mandalorian. And then after that, it went to Fennec. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's awesome that they're doing that. So what would you say, Kyle, is one of the things that you're hoping uh, that comes with Ahsoka? Um... I yeah I didn't even watch Rebels and um or not all of it and I still want to see Thrawn from what you guys have told me of the clips that I've seen um just like his intellect his you know his battle intellect I want to see that in action so that's something I'm definitely looking forward to um I would you know with Ahsoka I hope that with this they do a good job at you know showing because you see her in uh in mandalorian but you don't get a lot of um like character development since you know clone wars and i know she was in rebels and you know they did a little bit of, uh, of a thing with her and uh and same with Clone Wars, with, like, Vader and whatnot. But I want to see some more Ahsoka character development. Obviously, it's about her, and we're going to see character development. But I just hope that they take her character in the right direction. Whether or not it's the last time we see her, I doubt it. But, I mean, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that and Thrawn, 100%. Yeah, well, the thing, big thing with Thrawn is, is that you do not want to make a mistake with him or do a pattern, because he catches on. He learns from his mistakes. And he definitely learns from his enemy's mistakes. Like, there was one point where, in the series, where he, uh, the rebels are being very secretive of how they were getting to their base. And Thrawn looked at the whole universe and picked out a pattern just randomly and was like, they're in this quadrant. And I was like, holy shit, like, he just did that. So... Like, yeah, Thrawn is... I really want to see how they're going to... I want them to take him in the right direction because he can be such a badass when it comes to him being a commander and as a solo person. So as long as they take him into that direction, I feel like they're going to be good. I want to get some more of a backstory with Ahsoka, like you said. Like, you get the little points there, like with uh, Clone Wars, where it shows her, like, after she leaves the Jedi Order, and then it goes to the point in Rebels. But I want to see, like... If anything, I want to see how she got her... Uh, uh, white sabers or it's gray but i think it's, no, it's white mm -hmm. i want to see how she because that comes from um uh, was it because you get a red crystal by bleeding a normal crystal and you get a white one by uh cleaning it from the red so i want to see how she does that because they, they explain it in like the comics and whatnot but i want to see the uh, hopefully they'll show like her doing that and going along with it so that I really 
that'd be the biggest thing I'd hope I'd see. Um, and it's also gonna be very cool because at the end of Rebels, they show Ezra going into hyperspace with Thrawn. So depending on where this is, this is gonna show that A, Thrawn survived, and B, Ezra survived. So it's gonna be interesting to see the opening of that. So I definitely say expect more of a, us talking about this when August comes because it might be a thing where when we're doing a podcast a week, like five, five, ten minutes might come into the section right here. Oh yeah, you know, talking about the episode from the you know the previous week, um, and also, I mean, it's a little bit of ways away, but you know, they announced three three movies that they're going to be doing with, uh, you know, they're going to go back, you know, when the Jedi. First started. First started. Uh, they're going to go like 15 years into the future and with Rey, you know, recreating and rebuilding the Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was the, the other movie? The, I know those were like the big ones, but I want to say there was another one that they had discussed. Oh, Mandalorian. Mandalorian movie. Yeah, Ma- Mandalorian movie. That it's either um, is it Favreau or um, Filoni is in charge of. And that's a that's a dub right there, mm-hmm. you know, putting either one of those two at the heads of the movie. It don't matter who it is from those two that are in charge oh, of yeah. it because they can both do the job on their own. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, you know, with those in Star Wars, I have the same feeling as James Gunn directing a superhero movie, mm-hmm. whether it's DC or Marvel. He you know he kicks kicks ass every, like yeah. every movie that he's been a part of. And that he's, you know, going to be a part of with the Guardians of the Galaxy um, and with on the DC side, like I feel the same way about both of those. So, Mm -hmm. you know, putting them at the head that definitely is going to ease and relieve a lot of Star Wars fans going forward. They know Mm. it's in good hands. Hate to say it, but Favreau saved both Marvel and Star Wars. 100%. 100%. Favreau started the... Well, yeah, because he, he, he directed the Iron Man movies, right? Uh, pretty, yeah. Or, or, yeah, he, he started that up. And then Star Wars was, like, starting to decline a little bit because of the last three movies because they weren't up to par for Star Wars fans. And then he just, bam, hit him right there with Mandalorian. Iron Man, start. Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, he's basically started the mcu like they already had plans and they're gonna make movies and whatnot but kicked it off he kicked it off in you know what better of a start to to a you know uh superhero universe than with iron man not only does he do that but he acts Mm -hmm. in happy as happy hogan Mm -hmm. in all the iron mans you know he's in in the new star wars or that's not star wars um uh spider-man's yep and spider-man's you know and he's a good actor too like he's not just in superhero movies he did a movie called the chef where he plays Uh, yeah uh, i've seen that and oh dude dude can act oh yeah he can oh what's the football movie that I, i showed you you know which one i'm talking about I gotta look this up here. Uh, How long ago? Um, um, dude. 
Oh, it's a football movie. Hold on. Um, go look at it real quick here. He was also in uh, Rudy. That's right. Rudy. Fuck. I haven't seen that movie since since middle school. We watched it in like Mrs. Bainbridge's class or something, or I don't know. We watched it somewhere, and I was like. I saw it. I was like, yeah, yeah, we, we watched it that one day. Where's it at? Where's it at? It's a football movie. Where's it at? The Replacements. The Replacements, yeah. Yeah, remember he's the big guy that's like, get me the ball. <laughs> yeah. He, he's going to kill someone. He's going to get the ball. Yeah. Seen a younger him in that. But I feel oh, yeah. like with him there, he does not get enough credit between the Marvel. He's starting to get more credit with Star Wars. But he does not get enough credit as a whole as when it comes to this man, like, made our childhood and is continuing it on. Like, if oh, yeah. it wasn't for him, who knows where Star Wars would be right now? Who knows what direction, or if, who knows if Marvel would be as big as it is right now? I don't, Marvel might not have, you know, all, all it would have taken is the first couple of movies to do terrible mm-hmm. in Marvel. And they would have scrapped it. Yes. But with the success of Iron Man, um, Incredible Hulk, they're lucky that Iron Man came out in the same year. That's where there was something good looked good to look forward to. But you have those. Uh, shoot, in in twenty ten, Iron Man two, oh nine, there was, uh, or twenty eleven was Captain America. Like you know. If that movie didn't do well, and you know, if Star Wars wouldn't have had this revamp, it's re- something to rebound off of. Mm-hmm. It, you know, a lot more credit should go to him. I 100% agree. Uh, we're going to see here in this future how it's going to go if he's going to continue it on. But he's also done voice acting because I don't know if you know this, but um, he's the leader of uh, Death Watch. He voice acts oh, really? for him. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he it's the Death Watch, but yeah, the guy that the first time you see the Dark Saber, I'm pretty sure he voice acts for him because he's in the yeah he's he's a voice actor in that as well. He's he's done he does a decent amount of voice acting, so he can do it all. He can direct, he can act, he can voice. Man's got it all, and man's also saved uh, two franchises from being on the decline. Yeah, but like you said, our childhood. Yeah. And short period of our adulthood, yeah. Pro- hopefully, many more years. Oh, I, I don't. Uh, but the sound of it with him, he has no intent on stopping. Basically, I'm pretty sure from what he said, the only way he's going to stop is if Disney keeps overstepping their boundaries. Yep. Because I know that was a big thing with season two, and it looks like. Basically, I feel like with this is going to come to the point where they're going to be like, he's going to be like. Either you step back or I'm done. And I think that if they keep pushing that, I don't think that'll just be from Star Wars. I feel like if he's like I'm done, could be done with Disney and uh, or what? Sorry, with yeah, with Disney as a whole. So that includes Star Wars and Marvel. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean Disney, they can't afford to lose them. I know money wise, they're probably in their minds they're like, yeah, it, it would be fine. We can, you know, anyone's replaceable, but like realistically the backlash that from fans of both would be it would be too it would be too big like they and you know once that's 
thing. Like once they make a decision, like they can't go back on it. So they mm -hmm. better think long and hard before they even think about, you know, overstepping too much or trying to take too much creative direction uh, from him because he's the reason why a lot of their ratings have gone up, especially he's, in the Star Wars. He's region. made them a shit ton of freaking money. He has helped them produce what was once number one is now number two uh grossing no, uh grossing film with endgame oh yeah all right so with going with marvel here i want you to be, do a prediction for me okay so i so it's a bunch of it's newer people now is what they're doing it they're getting rid of they basically got rid of like captain america because he's it's now uh Falcon is now Captain yeah. America. So they got rid of um, Chris Evans uh, as him. And they also got rid of RDJ as Iron Man, because Iron Man is no more. And then um, Thor is sort of doing his own thing. So they're getting rid of the main ones in terms of that were part of the Avengers. And now they're still coming up, they're coming up with an Avengers movie next. Do you think it has the potential to get up there with Endgame in terms of grossing? Uh, in terms of grossing... I do not think that the amount of hype that uh, it's so hard to beat Infinity War and Endgame, especially Endgame, like hype wise. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know grossing. I, there's a there's a very big chance that they could, especially you know if they play their cards right, but um, with uh, Phase Five and Phase mm -hmm. Six here. Um, but grossing wise or hype wise, I don't know. Uh, they could definitely make more money. It seems like each time that they like break a movie record for like money made, they continue just to do 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 do. You mm -hmm. know, with Spider Man and No Way Home. So shit. Do you think? Okay, so if you're thinking maybe with that, do you think any Marvel movie then? So like not just the Avengers, like just any Marvel movie can top Endgame at two point eight billion dollars uh yes i i think there's always a potential for it um and who knows honestly i feel like it's almost premature to say to talk about kang dynasty and secret wars because of everything uh, going on to now because there are so many things that could happen um in phase five and uh, phase six or the uh, the main majority of phase six that could mm -hmm. happen to where hype could build up and like you know maybe they tease someone coming back reprising a role yeah or, you know with the multiverse they've basically opened up everything yeah everything has been opened up mm -hmm. so i feel like there's one movie that can do it in terms of i feel like if i had to put money down right now on one movie that i feel like can be the closest to breaking uh endgame's record it has to be spider-man mm. because tom holland has done a phenomenal job so okay so like i feel like toby mcguire as a okay well. you want to rank the spider-mans okay uh, okay so okay so tom holland as from uh as Peter Parker and then Spider-Man, he is the best when you combine them together. Like, mm. I feel like Andrew Garfield. Ooh, I had this done before where I ranked him to where 
is yeah. Andrew you... Garfield is the, the better S- Peter Parker. Yes, and then Tony uh, Toby Maguire is the better, better Sp- Spider Man. Yes, and Tom Holland is better is the both. best of both. Yes, that's that both. that's what yeah. it was. Yes, so he's I, good. Yeah. Yes, so I feel like because as of right now, if you take out both of the Avengers, like. So, if you take all the Avengers movies, Endgame, Infinity War, uh, the Avengers movie, and then Ultron, they're they're all in the top 15. Mm -hmm. There's only one other... Okay, there's only two other movies that are in the top 15 that are uh, Marvel-based. Black Panther at 15, and No Way Home at 7. So, and and it has climbed from uh last time uh that this uh spider-man was there so i feel like with this that if they live up to the hype that this movie has produced the next spider-man could easily be was it number seven it could at least be top five at least so if that happens it passes infinity war i believe because shoot there wasn't a hundred they're a little okay about 115 to 20 mil. Oh, no, 130. Sorry, from passing Infinity War. They could easily do that in the next movie coming out. Because I feel oh, like... Yeah. Tom, like I, I know Tom Holland said after... Uh, uh, what was it? Uncharted that he was taking a break from acting. But he's produced some... Every movie like I've seen him in, honestly, I've not been disappointed with him as an actor. Oh, yeah. So I feel like he's just building more of an audience as time goes on to where he's building up more and more to where, in my opinion, what, I don't know what the next Star or not, not the next Star the next Spider-Man movie is going to be named, but whatever it is, I feel like that has the best chance of passing Endgame. I yeah, um, I think them doing um, with No Way Home. Like that, just the hype behind that, and I mean, you kind of knew what was gonna kind of like you knew you were probably gonna get Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. uh, in that. I that was on you. You got the old Spider-Man fans of both uh, Tasm and the original uh, original series, and then the new Marvel MCU fans. Like that was. I feel like that's why it's it was huge on like there was a lot of people that I knew that weren't necessarily big Marvel or MCU people but that were Spider-Man fans. Yes, cuz that was in general. And they went and saw it and they were just like, "Oh my god." Like they they liked every it wasn't just a MCU um like exclusive. It was yeah. it was really good to see. Yeah, cuz it had the yeah, cuz it had the main Marvel storyline with it, but also had the Spider-Man aspect of it where you got people who were, like you said, amazing Spider-Man who like gra- grasping onto the fact that only two movies from that. And then you have the people that are like Tobey Maguire back all the way back then when it originally came out fans that were like, holy shit. Like you'd never heard of all these Spider-Mans coming together in one movie, which is amazing, which I guess, yeah, you have that whole hype around that, that might build into why it was so successful. But I feel like next movie, who knows with it, they might show like a little scene in it where it shows because they, okay. So they each talked in that about what they're going to do differently 
when it, like if they could do differently with their when they go back. Mm-hmm. They could easily just have like a ten to fifteen minute segment, like at the beginning of the movie, showing that, and you, you immediately have people intertwined just like they were in the last movie because they get to see that actually happen. So that's... that and at the end with the end credit scene, uh, they show all three Spider Man and uh toby mcguire's was all filled in like his story done tom holland no or like no because he's up for a new trilogy for another three movies you're going with this theory you're going with this theory and andrew garfield's wasn't wasn't filled in uh you know he's only gotten two movies he's two-thirds uh so does he play a role with now with the multiverse coming up like nobody remembers him but um garfield might you know like you know no one knows who he is like they know spider-man but they don't know peter parker um and maybe you know he's having a tough time in college you know he's you know he's having a tough time and you know there's uh there's new villains and stuff that like oh like there's a rhinoceros guy in uh, the amazing spider-man mm-hmm. like do they he's like uh-oh or you know dr connor's being you know lizard something like that pops up and he's like i need some help and then like goes you know gets andrew garfield like that would i that would be awesome i i feel they could do something with that and that would just I don't know. Like, the, there's so many different opportunities now with the multiverse. I thought you were about to say something else. I thought you were about to say, uh, I thought you'd be like, it's two thirds. They're gonna make another movie. They're gonna make us. Oh, they're gonna make another Amazing Spider-Man movie. That was something uh, that's been in the talks. Yeah, that was in the talks, especially right afterwards on whether or not like they should do it. Dude, um, my feed was just filled with. That's two thirds full. It's not fully full. Another movie and, incoming. And Marvel doesn't do things without a reason, you know? Like, they definitely, um, like, they don't do that. They're like, oh, we'll just do this and kind of leave it up for interpret. Like, no, like, if they put it in a cut scene or they put it in something, like, it's, they're going to do something with it. So, I, I have mm-hmm. a feeling Andrew Garfield, at least in the MCU, his, his, his deal's not done. Okay, yeah, I agree with you on that, yeah. All right, so we're going to end it off here, but before we end it off, I want you to name off, it, it's going to be kind of hard now, but I want you to name the, f- okay, so we're in May, we've talked about this, there's a movie each month we're, that we're going to see, basically. What are your top five movies that you're excited to see the rest of the year? All right. So uh, I can name off three for you I'm, right now. I'm going to go ahead and pull up um, movies 2023. Yep. Yeah, I just so I have all of them. I don't want to speak prematurely. Um, obviously, Indiana Jones. That's mm-hmm. one of them. Dial of Destiny. Um, I was a big fan of that. Um, Oppenheimer. I think that one's going to be really good especially with uh cillian murphy um what else is coming out here uh fast x i don't know you said top five or top, top three top five 
top five. So Indiana Jones, Oppenheimer, um, TMNT. It's the animated one. I'm not. Uh, uh, John Wick. Okay. Uh, one thing I am really looking forward to see. I don't know if you know this, but it's called The Machine. It's a movie that a comedian, Burt Kreischer, um, made. So he's uh, he has this big story that he tells on stage where he went to Russia to uh, do like study abroad, and he got like mixed up with like the Russian like mob, and like they like befriended him, and he like drank with them, and like he is known in Russia as they like the machine. Like he's tried to say something in Russian, uh, like his name or something, and he said it wrong, and he actually accidentally said, "I'm the machine." So they said, "Oh, the the machine." Mm-hmm. So that's one. So yeah. Um, so a few more. Indiana Jones. Uh, Oppenheimer. Uh, the machine. The Flash, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing that, and then one last one. I'm probably gonna miss one here. Go to De- look up December twenty fifth, twenty twenty three movie. You're gonna forget that one. The sequel. uh what is it aquaman aquaman yeah I, i'm i'm looking forward to it i just feeling like we're gonna fuck it up with amber heard yeah <laughs> i i have a feel like i feel like with you like if, if amber heard was taken out of it you'd been like excited for it but the fact that with everything that's happened here it's not right like personally with me i still am iffy on if i'm gonna see it or not i was hyped for it till i saw the tweet that they said that they're that she's gonna be in it like i don't know like if they just have her in the first five minutes and just kill her off i'm okay with that but like it's the fact the whole principle of uh she uh, lied about everything and did it just for publicity. Got Johnny Depp screwed out of multiple movies. He got dropped from a lot of shit. But the fact that even though he was proven innocent, um, he hasn't gotten the recognition or anything back for it really. And she gets just a just a little. Oh, it's okay. But yeah, I agree with you on that. But um, so what are your five again? Oh, yeah. Okay. Indiana Jones. Dial of Destiny, um, The Machine, Oppenheimer, um, The Flash, and I'm blanking here. Uh, Marvel movies. What other Marvel movie? Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. Across the Spider-Verse. Across the Spider-Verse. Um, I... Insidious, the la- the red door. <laughs> I'm big into the Insidious and Conjuring movies, but I, I'm probably missing some. But those are the ones I can think off the top of my head, especially Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. What about you? 
All right, so let's let me just double check here. All right, first one's gonna be Dune, Dune Part Two. I'm really looking exci uh, excited for that, since I saw that uh, with Haley, and that was one of the first movies I think we saw together, and I was like zoned in that entire time. I thought it had some really cool scenes in that. I can't wait to see where they take that. Um, second one's gonna be the Meg, the Trench. Mm, yeah. they're, they're diving back in there. Oppenheimer is another one. Um, Indiana Jones. And, oh, shit. I just saw it. And Flash. So, Dune, Meg, Oppenheimer, Indiana Jones, and then the um, the Flash. So, that's ones I'm going to be most excited for um, this year. I'm honestly... I'd say, for me, number one's definitely going to be Dune. Because... Dune. Yeah, because... I know you said you haven't seen it. I know when you got back from college, uh, that one point we we're trying to take you. I was gonna try and get you to see it, but it's just so good, honestly. From the fact that um, you have uh, what's his what's his face? Um, he's um, he's in Star Wars. He plays a uh, Poe. I forget what the actor's name is. Oscar. Yeah, Oscar. Oscar Isaac. Yes, <laughs> you have him in that, which he does a phenomenal job. You got Zendaya in it, which is another one. And just the whole storyline behind it, because it's really cool. Because it's based off of a movie from, like, the 70s, 60s. Mm -hmm. They did a fantastic job with it. And I'm excited to see where that's going to go. So I'd say that's going to be my top five. Um, let us know down in the comment section what your guys' top five most... Or top five movies you're looking forward to in 2023. Because I feel like we're getting to the point now where... We're getting past the COVID stage of where not as many people are like doing movies or like companies are, and they're doing more of like shows and whatnot, <clears throat> and they're sort of a little held by guidelines. But now it's completely open to we're finally getting to the point where movies are just rolling out in fashion. We're getting some pretty good ones as well. I feel like. I feel like next episode we should do top five shows that we're looking forward to since we did movies this time. That's correct there, but like said that's going to be the end of our first episode of the basement bros podcast here thank you once again for joining us here on this good to be back honestly i'd say i don't know about you kyle but i'm happy to 100%. be back behind the mic here it's a little bit different from streaming point of view to this but i'm looking forward to it kind of a little rusty i feel myself uh from the point of the podcast we were down to a point back then where we could just it was effortless it was uh, yeah we we got to the point recording exactly but it's gonna take a little bit you used to um but later on hopefully we'll get some guests on here but that's not going to be the case for the good while there and we're gonna be doing one episode a week it's not gonna be like the friend zone where it was when we were doing like three a week i think uh yeah we got up to three a week it's not gonna be like that and hopefully here we can get connor on maybe for an episode here so if you guys are looking forward to having connor on for an episode let us know but anyways Hope you all have a fantastic night, evening, or whenever you're watching this. Hope you enjoyed the podcast, and we hope to see you in the next one. Peace out, everyone. Cardinal suck. <laughs>